episode 296, Greg W. Anderson, Hacking Your Reality. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast, live limitless. I'm Adam Lewis Walker, host of Awaken Your Alpha, the number one men's development podcast, inspirational stories and strategies to thrive as a man. As a coach, keynote speaker, and best-selling author, it has been my mission going on four years on the podcast to bring you the best, the very best, the struggles, the action, and to share the real journey with you, what it takes to thrive as a man. Together we are stronger. Please subscribe to support the show through ayalpha.com and join the conversation in the Facebook group, Awaken Your Alpha with ALW. Get involved and I'll see you in the inside. Get to the podcast. Right, I have a powerful one for you today. I have Greg W. Anderson, the architect on the line, and we're going to dig into what that really means. We're going to be talking about hacking, his, his hacking reality approach. He is the, a free-time self-made millionaire and CEO of three companies, and he's mentored hundreds through this particular approach. He's originally from Utah. Firstly, Greg, are you ready to awaken your alpha today? I am completely, completely ready and tuned in. Awesome. my alpha. That was quite a brief intro, but again, yeah. to make it more powerful. But is there anything else you'd like to add, highlight? Well, I mean, that is, that is pretty straight. I've been self-employed for over 20 years. Um, I've had many different companies and not all of them were successes, which is why I think I ended up being successful and I still have my ups and downs. Um, lots of time in this. And I, I really dove into this personal development and awakening myself as a man about five or six years ago. So I've been on this journey of trying to find where does masculinity and femininity sit? How, mm. do, I, how do I do both? Because I don't want to just be a, a, an over-aggressive caveman. But I want <laughs> yeah. that power when I need it. And I also want to be fluid and, and, and be able to be creative, kind of that feminine approach and, and dive into both of these. So this is what my last probably two years have been is how do I flow these things in together because I find I create more flow and mm. peace if I use both than just brute force I'm going to create. Yeah. Tell us about the early days and really mm -hmm. when, I suppose, when you had that first struggle, three-time self-made millionaire, but that, that, that first breakthrough, I'm sure there's always that bit of doubt of, is it ever going to happen for you or are you ever going to make it to the sort of level that you'd anticipated? Like, tell us sure. about the early days when it, you felt like you was on the right path. Well, the reason that I say three times because the first two times I lost it. Mm. After you're a millionaire, you're a millionaire. Um, but I had two big epic fails and they were, they were eventually wins. It was places in the marketplace. And the, my first real big struggle is probably early 2000s. I'm in the banking industry. I'm regional vice president of a bank. I didn't have a college degree. I felt I had no business being there, yet I'm closing millions of dollars in mortgages a month. And I remember sitting in um, Florida during this award ceremony for all the account executives. They flew me down a couple days early. I got to shoot a video because I was what they called their rookie driver. I was closing more in my small state of Utah than places in Southern California, different places in, in the world. And, and I'm down there and they're just whining and dining me. And it's, it's, I went from you know construction worker to computer programmer to finance guy. And that meant I went from 40,000 US to 70 to 150 to $500,000 a year. And I remember sitting in this event, I go up and I get my award, there's 300 of my peers sitting there. And I'm talking to really good friends that I worked with. And I looked over at them and I said, guys, why are they paying us so much money? 
And they got really angry <laughs> because they're like, are you kidding me? We're, we're, look at how much money we're making the bank. And it was true, but I couldn't reconcile in my head why I was all of a sudden now making more money than all of my family combined. And I quit mm. that job. I left to create a company. And in my head at first, I thought, um, I'll, I'll, I'll be able to just rebuild this and, and make all of this money immediately. And it took me years to do it. And it took me two years to even ask the questions to myself, why did I quit? And it was because I just didn't feel I was worth it once I was making it. I was going to say, that's, that's huge. It's that feeling if you're worth it. And that people talk about a lot of times this in theory or on smaller scales, but it's great to hear about that story because it, it is, it's, doesn't matter what you know what you're earning to a certain extent if you don't feel that you're worth it you're going to have problems it's going to you know you're going to have disconnect there yeah it's it's pretty interesting there's i don't know how many but let's just say there's a hundred thousand books and there's probably a million to teach you how to be a millionaire and very few to teach you what happens or how to keep it what, what happens when your fam family dynamics change because now you're the guy that's making all of this money and nobody else knows why or they're jealous or they just want you to you know, pay all their bills for them. Mm. It was a really weird place. And, you know, you have those family ties. You want to take care of everybody. And then at the same time, you're, you're bleeding yourself dry trying to do it. And it, it was just a, it was a unique time for me to really figure out who I was and then what my little subconscious cues are. What are those, those little, I like to call them like computer system program, those files, those computer files that are corrupt in your head. Um, you hear your dad's voice, your mom's voice, your brother's voice telling you things. And how do you find those and re-trigger them? That was, that was really when I started stepping into personal development um, because I knew that it was, wasn't because of lack of action or that I really believed I was worth it, but inside I didn't. So mm. I had to find these things. Just to mirror what you said about there's, you know, thousands of books out there and then there's very few on that specific subject. I think that's the first time we've ever really dug into it. 300 episodes of the podcast. <laughs> I mean, I mentioned there you're originally from Utah. Are you in Utah today? or I'm in Utah right now. I travel quite a bit. I've gone a lot. Um, I have two children that live here in Utah. So this is always my home base. Was there a particular figure that helped awaken your alpha? It could have, it could have been a, from afar, it could have been from you know, a particular book, or it could have been just someone in your circle. So five years ago, um, I'm, I'm coming through a divorce and I'm making good money. And, and in my head, I, always, I grew up thinking if I made a lot of money and I had a hot wife, I was going to be super happy. That's all that was required. <laughs> yeah. And then here I am ending an eight-year marriage and I gave a friend a call and said, you know, I, you've been on this spiritual journey for a little while. Uh, I, I think maybe I need to learn how to meditate. Can you help me? And he said, well, no, but I can refer you to a book. And that didn't help because I wasn't going to learn to meditate from a book. And then three months later, he called me back and he said, Greg, I have an idea. I'm putting together a group of guys that's a male entrepreneur only. There's only going to be five of us and it's just going to be a mastermind and we're going to figure this thing out. And it turned up to be or turned into being something called Wake Up Warrior that's ran out of Southern California with Garrett White. Yeah, I thought he was going to say that because I think that's how we first connected. And uh, yeah, I definitely recognize you from some of his very early stuff as well. Yeah, so for three years, I was part of that group and we helped morph it and wow. create it and what that became. I didn't know you was at ground zero. That's really interesting. Mm -hmm. yeah, it, was, it was me <laughs> and five other guys. So for about the first year, there were two to three groups and there wasn't Warrior Week. It was completely different. And so I spent the first two years 
really diving into how do you have, you know, all spirituality along with business and family. And, and we really architected this thing. And, and Garrett's brilliant at um, cultivating a story, uh, taking mm. other content, putting it together in a way that makes sense. So I really had that first mentor in him. And my third year of that, um, I actually created a company that was called Awaken the King. Mm. which was a male entrepreneur only piece. So I hired Garrett to be my guru to teach me how to run that company. And I ran that for a year. Um, so I really got involved heavily in the masculinity in that, that masculine phase. And when I left out of that, that circle, it was because for me, um, that, that particular group of men is created and, and dedicated to create masculinity. Mm. And what that means is to me, is if I'm always in warrior mode, yeah. if I always believe I have to fight for everything, then that means life is going to be hard. The way I've struggled with that whole concept, because like you said, there's times when you have to, the, to battle, but when it's constantly, it's like the, the obvious result, if you're always battling, it means life's a struggle when it doesn't have to be, you know, yes. <laughs> it definitely isn't all the time. Yes. Yes. Yeah, so that led me through all kinds of other things. I've been into the jungles and studied with shamans and taken plant medicine and ayahuasca and all these things to evolve. What, what does that masculine really mean to me? Mm. And it, it's interesting. And I love this concept that we're on because it's not awakening your alpha. Isn't always just about being the aggressor, mm. but it's holding that space, that really strong space for your employees or for your family or your community where you're right, you are ready for battle. Yet, most of the time, you can just let things flow and have fun. It doesn't have to be so hard. Mm. Absolutely awesome. In terms of your life ethos, I mean, we're starting to touch on it now. Is there a particular quote that you really resonates with you or that you like to live your life by? Is there anything that, always, that spring to mind? You know, I always like to tell people that I don't speak um, to try to change the minds of anybody. I'm speaking and I'm on Instagram or Facebook just to try to let the people that think like me know that they're not alone. This is my, my main concept or core. I'm not selling digital products. I give away all my products for free. I'm just trying to reach people because I found that I always felt like I was alone, that the way that I thought as an entrepreneur uh, meant that I was on this island by myself. And then I, I really got to find that there were a lot of people that that didn't like the current trends of marketplaces, whatever country you live in. They don't like certain politics. They don't like having to fit inside of a box. But that also means that you kind of feel like you're alone at times too. So a lot of my drive and a lot of that piece is just a lot of the people know they're not alone thinking this way. It's okay to feel this way. No, I love that approach. And I, I saw that on your, your website, how you put that. Because sometimes when someone's very preachy it can feel like they're trying to shove something down your throat and it is trying to force their will but i love the, the way you approach that your opinion how you think about things and like you say the, the the right people will gravitate towards that message which is awesome also tell us about i mean you've got a podcast as well that you started in the last year um architecting reality but also what is the architect and this hacking reality approach that you've mentored sure. people through it i mean we've probably been talking around it a little bit but sure. let's get into a bit more and hacking what is hacking reality to you so hacking reality is just basically following some really simple steps on a daily basis that's meant to keep and create momentum and inertia flowing. Um, you know, I find a lot of people that the New Year's Eve comes along and they write down their quotes about them wanting to or their, their goals about wanting to lose weight or make more money. And that lasts for a very short time because they just put a little, they put a lot of energy into a little short 
piece. Instead of just taking small actions on a daily basis that um, really create lasting change. So hacking reality is nothing more than just recreating your daily routines and your schedules uh, to make sure that you're hitting all of those areas of life. And for me, that's health and fitness, it's family, it's money, and my spirituality. And if I'm doing something for that on a daily basis, it just continues to grow. So that's reality hacking. That program is based on just how do we get more with doing less? It's just creating better time and schedules and, and, and uh, routines. What would you say is your, your core focus in business outside of the mentoring people at the moment? Kind of, we, mm. we touched on a little bit about some of your business. What, what are you all about at the moment? Is this your core, the sort of the hacking reality approach and the mentoring side? It's really not. That has helped free up most of my time and space. Five years ago, maybe even seven, I'm running, I'm CEO of a tech company and I'm dying. I don't have enough time. I'm overweight. Uh, I'm really stressed out. And because of that platform, it's allowed me to get really, really clear on what I like to do and what I don't. I, I don't, inside my businesses, I don't do work that I'm not great at anymore. Uh, but I got to get really clear at that. So I use that platform so that I can actually do more business outside of that. This year, I'm launching two separate different, I didn't mean for it, it just happened to be two different tech companies. Um, I'm CEO of both of those, and one I'll give up being CEO after we launch. Yeah. So this, this piece about reality um, and in creating more momentum is so I can do more business outside. I don't really mentor very many people. Yeah. These days. I write books. I put out digital content. Um, I, I want to help people. They're part of my Facebook group. Yet I may only have three clients at max at yeah. any given time. The curiosity is perked. I mean, if I'm thinking that someone else must be tech companies, have you got any yes. more, what, what sort of tech companies and what, cool. and I'm excited for like the ones, I mean, if you, if you can't say anything about the ones that are going to launch, but tell us a little bit about the tech companies. Cause I'm always sure. So about, well, over the last, God, what is it? Maybe six or seven years, I built a software platform. So originally I had a little bit of tech background and the architect came through that term, that name was given to me. Because as a consultant, companies would bring me in and, you know, give you an example, um, RealtyTrack, they're a $400 million foreclosure listing software. And people log online and they, they find foreclosures in the United States and they get to bid on them and buy them and do all these things. So when I'm brought in, it's because there's like five or six really different complicated processes and they're trying to merge one company with another. And they wanna know, how do they do this without like breaking all the cogs? Yeah. They want it to flow in seamlessly. So I come in and I get to graft out and chart how people interact, where in the customer flow um, does this happen? And if we say something too soon, what will happen later on in their a customer's yeah. ascension model? So I've consulted for a little over 80 to 90 different companies. In doing this, I built a software platform that would allow uh, gurus, people with education to sell things that they, they want to bring to the marketplace, um, a, a, a platform, which was their landing pages, how people interact with them, their learning management, how do they sell or deliver their products to them, um, affiliate management, uh, let's see, the CRM, the customer service solution, and then all of these pieces in between. If you can imagine what ClickFunnels is now, if you know ClickFunnels, yeah. it was something that I built, mm, this was about five years ago, and I only used it for my personal clients. 
So what that's done for me, that was a tech company. It was just based on selling. We've done a little over a hundred million dollars in sales of people using that platform to do this. So I created two new companies, one which kind of is a follow-up with that. It's, it's a really high end learning management system. That's for phones. It's so that people like you or somebody that has digital products um, can have their own iOS or Android app where they have direct communication. Every time you put out a podcast, instead of sending out an email or instead of um, putting out a Facebook post, which only gets 10% of your people to see it, you send push notifications so that we have 95% open rates. It's that kind of thing. Yeah. The third one is actually a meditation app. I can't go into a lot of detail with that at the moment. Yeah. Uh, but meditation and group meditation has changed my life. And so I'm just building a tool to, to allow people that train these kinds of things to have yeah. free tools to reach their users. Awesome. Well, I'm glad I asked because now the architect thing, it makes complete sense. There was definitely a missing puzzle in my mind. That yes. awesome. makes complete sense. So we're going to dive into the, the alpha round. I know you touched on a habit there. What would you say is an essential daily habit I mean, you just kind of mentioned one. It's up to yeah. you to run with that. That you know helps you operate to your highest ability. So I work out every day, uh, and I do this. I normally wake up pretty early, five six in the morning. I get some work done before the rest of the employees get to work, so that people don't ask me questions. It's one of my best saving tips yeah. that I could possibly give to somebody. If you operate with somebody, record a video and send it to them. Don't call them on the phone because calling them on the phone is going to waste hours. Um, so I line everybody out and then I go to the gym and I do this and I don't know if I can, you know, what the rating of this show is, if I should keep it PG or not, but this, this show or or this part of me, I have a a piece called the asshole effect and I have a lot of energy, a lot of nervous energy that by the time two o'clock rolls around, I become a jerk to the people around me. That just, I, I, I require something to channel me in the morning to have energy and focus and release some of that so that I can go throughout the rest of my day um, and really stay nice and polite. I love that level of awareness though. <laughs> there's, yes. so, there's so many assholes or have the jerk mentality or effect that they, they're aware, not aware of it. <laughs> they just keep yes. <laughs> yes, it does two things for you. It keeps everybody around you nice or you to nice everybody else yeah. and it keeps a six pack on you and I'm 42. <laughs> So I want that. <laughs> <laughs> nice. Um, what is a particular book or books that are either really impactful for you at a certain stage or you think now if someone asks for a recommendation, it's the sort of book you put forward? The first book, if it's personal development and they want to dive into something, it would be The Four Agreements from Don Luis Miguel. Oh, yeah. Great book. Um, beautiful book. The fifth agreement, the one that comes next to that, I'd say 30% of my content is based on ideas I got. I haven't read the fifth one. (laughs) I've read the other one. It's (laughs) awesome. It's really awesome. The core of my message is this, is there's three parts of reality. There's what's physical. It's what I can touch. There's how I think about what's physical. How do I think about how much money is in my bank account? And then the final is how do I feel about what I think? So we can put on the board and we can do all the visualizations we want to make a million dollars. But internally, if we don't, Internally, if we don't feel that we're worth making a million dollars, we never will. So it's that third component of getting rid of all of these negative feelings and these pieces around you that you don't really need. And, and Don Luis Miguel does a great job of, of starting that conversation in the fifth agreement. Awesome. Great question. Um, great answer. Even. <laughs> Thanks. <laughs> um, who do you recommend from your network? And it could be, I know your podcast has only been going sort of a year or so. 
um, that would make a great guess for Awaken Your Alpha. So when, when obviously I asked that question, it's one of the first couple of people who jumped to mind. I've had Garrett on uh, before three years back, actually. Um, so, awesome. So, I mean, is there anyone else who jumps to mind? You know, it probably depends on who you'd really like, who, who you'd really like to bring in. Uh, Casey Carter. He, he's not a personal development speaker. He, he's, a, he's a guy that runs a, a that's making several million dollars a year and he's managing a lot of people. He's a great father figure. I would probably introduce you to Casey. Oh, nice. uh, on yeah. top of that, if you've had Sean Whalen, Sean Whalen's a good friend. He's a little aggressive sometimes, but he's a great friend. <laughs> I've um, had him, yeah, I, I had him before, um, before he got beardy. Uh, okay. His show is called Buy Flip Win, actually. I'm going to link that it in. Was. Yep. Yeah, it no, was. Yeah, it was. Yes. Yeah, he looked very clean cut there. He was a, he was a baby face. Yeah. 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 <laughs> no, like, yeah, he's awesome. Yeah. It, that's an interesting one. A lot of the people that I know now look at his old pictures and they're like, wow, he was actually a good looking guy. That big beard. <laughs> Out of all the people I've had on, he was one like this high up to have as a, um, a second interview. We've just started like two or three people over the, you know, th- have come back for interviews. And yeah. one that, you know, I, he agreed to actually, because and it, I think it's going to be like interviewing a different person because we really focus on the sort of the realty back in the day. And yeah. Yeah, he's got, you know, and that's the thing I love about a lot of the guys like yourself I interview. Um, you know, six months, a year down the line, you, you know, you've evolved a lot. It's just yes. a different, a different interview. <laughs> we would have had a different conversation six months yeah. ago. Yeah. Very cool. When people are trying to, you know, hack their reality and better themselves, what do you find yeah. are some of the key mistakes guys make you see? And they, cause obviously your journey, they, they seem very obvious to you. I know it's a lot easier to see from the outside than from the inside. Sure. I think the biggest thing is, is people forget that, you know, let's say I'm 35 years old and I have 35 years of habits that's created who I, I am and I'm, I'm struggling and I go pick up a book or I buy a course or I, I listen to somebody or I go to Tony's event, Tony Robbins event or whatever. And I'm so energized with this feeling of change that I believe that I'm going to make those changes inside the next three weeks. So people go in with these really, I feel unrealistic expectations. It's almost like creating a new business and thinking you're going to be a millionaire the next day. There's going to be some bumps and there's going to be some time where you just don't want to do whatever the thing is. You just don't want to get up in the morning and go to the gym, but it's those days where you're struggling and you don't feel like you're making progress that if you actually do something makes the most impact, it makes the biggest amount of product process. Cause you don't have to start that inertia and start that process and that momentum. Again, you just keep following it tools and tricks and hacks you know you know they can be 10 a penny but you can do lots of things with different tactics and different methods but is there one specifically for you a resource that you don't think is widely used but you're actually using it not saying it's the best i know there's probably a hundred different ways you could do it but something that you think actually if someone if that wasn't around that'd be a little bit annoying i'm sure you'd get over it but a little hack that you're using at the moment Sure. Um, yes, I use, and it's probably right around me somewhere where I'm sitting, but I use something called a muse for meditation a lot. Okay. A muse is a little, it's M-U-S-E. It's a little uh, biofeedback piece that goes on my headband and it yeah. connects to my iPhone. And um, it's, it's, it's listening to how, how, how crazy my brain waves are. So I'm going into meditation and if I'm calm, I hear light ocean breezes and little birds. And if, I'm, if I let my mind run really heavily, I'm hearing big storms. And so it's giving wow. me feedback immediately where I can, for 10 minutes a day, really focus in on how do I stay calm. And I do meditations for other purposes, yet this one is how do I control that? Because imagine what happens 
when you get into a really stressful environment, uh, something breaks at work and it's like the world is falling. If you can rein that back in and you have that mental capability of pulling that back in, you get to fix things or you're fighting with the wife or something. You get to fix things from a different position. So I use the muse quite a bit. That sounds uh, spot on. I really like that because my background sort of um, in sports and strength conditioning as well. And I used to love stats. And so sometimes meditation, especially when I first approached the this, you want that feedback. Like, like I love that yes. instant feedback of ultimately stats. And it was almost like a challenge and you're already, you're focusing on that. And that's as, as simple as it can be. I think that's a great, great recommendation. And also yes. my website went down yesterday and uh, I, was not, I was not as stoic and as calm as I could have been. Let's just say <laughs> I could have yes. done that again yesterday. It was just, uh, yeah, through things. Awesome. It definitely happens in that tech space. Yeah. What is the one question in, in wrapping up that you feel like you'd wish I'd ask, or you feel like I've missed a trick here? Hmm. Okay. Um, how, how does somebody who's, who's sedated for years that doesn't have feelings, that think that they're one, how do they find those feelings and start to interact with them again? That is a great question. <laughs> <laughs> Link to that. I mean, I, I don't know. How do you feel if someone's been kind of like, yeah, they just ha had their emotions cut off for a long time. How do they kind of recapture that or discover them for the first time? Yeah, it's, it's a series of questions. And the easiest one is to ask yourself, all day, just write it on your phone and every 30 minutes have an alarm pop up that just says, what do I feel right now? Or how am I feeling? Um, it sounds, you know, when you're getting into the masculine space by asking this question, people are backing off and they're like, well, that's not really a masculine thing to do is how am I feeling? Although, you know, when you're playing with your kids, you're, you're feeling everything. Like you, you love all of what they're going through and you're watching them. So you still have those emotions and those pieces. And those feelings normally are the ones that tell us if we're on the right path or not. Um, you know, I can't tell you how many times where I'm, I'm about to make a really bad decision and my, my gut, I, I feel like, I feel almost a bit dizzy, mm. but I say, oh, no, 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 my brain's going to be fine. I'm going to go ahead and invest this money with this person. They look like they know what they're doing. <laughs> my gut's like, no, and then I lost money. So it's, it's really checking in and asking, like, how do I feel, especially when you're triggered? Um, you just get really angry at somebody. It's like, well, why am I angry at this person? You know, does this, am I really angry at them? Or is there somebody in my past that did something to me and I'm linking this? This is the first time we really start learning how to manage our own neural pathways, those connections that make ideas into feelings in our brain. And when we start to learn those, you really, really can get uh, really deep into your own emotions and, and pretty much rewrite how you want to react. Do I always want to react with anger or do I want to sit back and be like, wow, you know, this person must be going through some really incredible things right now to be acting this way towards me. This has nothing to do with me and allows you to diffuse situations and make better friendships and uh, just a higher evolved consciousness comes out of it. Love it. Well, I'm, I'm glad someone thought to ask that question. Anyway. <laughs> Brilliant. Well, it's been an absolute pleasure. What is the best way people can connect with you if they want to find out more? Facebook and Instagram, uh, well, Facebook, Instagram, or my website, uh, either one, it's all of them. It's just Greg W. Anderson. Uh, that's .com if it's my website or just look it up through Facebook. That's the easiest way to connect if they want to learn more or um, consume some of the free content. Because all my digital content I decided last year that I was going to get for free. That's all on my website. They just register for an account and download it um, or, or view that, gregwanderson.com. 
Brilliant. Greg, well, it's been an absolute pleasure. Thank you so much for taking the time today. Appreciate it. Thanks for having me. The Awaken Your Alpha podcast. Live limitless. Thank you again for taking the time to listen to this episode. I really do appreciate it. And I know time is the most important asset we have. Please do subscribe and leave a short review. I really do appreciate it. Head over to ayalpha.com to get any goodies that are going on the website at the time and awaken your alpha with ALW, the Facebook group and get on the inside, join the conversation and please do support the show and recommend it to your friends. This is the number one men's development podcast for inspirational stories and strategies for us all to thrive.